Welcome to the Power Up Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Scullion. Join me for some powerful conversations with members of the Substation Design Solutions Industry Consortium, the SDSIC. I'll chat with members about the consortium, innovations, how they're implementing different technologies, even some of the projects they're working on to address the growing needs of our power grid. Our guest today is Mark Nelson. Mark is the CAD GIS Administrator for Idaho Power. He's also the co-chair for the SDSIC. Working side-by-side side with Audrey Marich, he has helped us sustain incredible growth through the years and continues to support us into the 10th anniversary year. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, you bet. I've been looking forward to this. I've been trying to get you on for a while, and we've both been uh, pretty busy trying to nail down at times. I'm glad you could do it. Um, I think, as you know, this podcast was really for the SDSIC members, new and old, uh, getting to know everyone. So uh, why don't we uh, start by talking about your your background and your career and how you got to uh, Idaho Power. All right. Well, uh, I guess my background is I started a long time ago on paper. So back in the, the 20th century, uh, <laughs> Trevor. There you um, go. And so uh, I think it was. 82 or so is when I graduated from drafting school. How's that? Oh, wow. Okay. So my first job was like for a structural engineering consulting firm. And then I went to a manufacturing firm and uh, spent a short time at uh, uh, even power engineers, you know, uh, at their original building in Idaho when they were oh, very really? small. Yeah. Back uh, wow. When they were just in a barn by the airport. Wow. Spent a little time there and ended up in Boise eventually with an AEC firm. Um, okay. Spent a couple of years as a trust designer of all things. Oh, uh, man. I applied for a drafting job and, and they said, hey, you did pretty good on the math test. You're a trust designer now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I actually enjoyed and um, eventually ended up at a manufacturing firm uh, and just as we were transitioning from hard copy to digital got involved in engineering document management and customizing AutoCAD and yeah. uh, they were pretty advanced there they sent me to some schools and and uh, that's that background is what got me in at idle power they hired me to help transition uh, from their scanned environment and and uh, stand up their first engineering document management system. So that's what got me there 28 yeah. years ago, of all things. Yeah, wow. And, yeah, I remember uh, you and I had a lot of conversations about AutoCAD, you know, 1.6 and tablets and printer plotters and all, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, yeah, it's amazing that... Um, Going from AutoCAD with uh, before it was called MAP and it was ADE, mm. and then the predecessor to with um, AED now it's yet another third party. So there's a lot of third party things back then, and, and uh, it's crazy that uh, now we have these suites and collections to just have so many uh, tools that we can do now that we couldn't do back then, and we thought we were pretty advanced. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we just kind of transitioned through all those 
iterations of, of CAD and DOS and Windows and mm. and now we're talking cloud and, and uh, yeah it's crazy yeah well yeah I remember uh, yeah we had that discussion when they first put the graphical interface on AutoCAD right <laughs> it's like <laughs> wow menus and icons wow um yeah I still I hate to say it I still have a Calcom digitizer in my garage for ah uh, there it is <laughs> Can't bring myself to throw it out. Uh, <laughs> can't let it go. World's largest coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Good topic of discussion with the neighbors, though, that don't know what the hell it is. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, uh, my job at Idle Power, I get to support substations and, and transmission, uh, our power plant design group, our mapping group. Um, and so we have a kind of a small CAD support team of, you know, six people that okay. support all the, all the business units. We buy the AutoCAD software for uh, everybody so that we can kind of manage versions and customizations mm. and those sorts of things. And then we just partner with IT for servers and resources and, and usually subject matter experts in the business units to help direct what their needs are. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure how many other companies have that sort of support model, but it yeah. works pretty good for us. Yeah, that's great, right? Because a lot of times, you know, the CAD teams are just kind of thrown in with IT and, you know, it's a real specialty need trying to set up the CAD systems and hardware for them, right? So it's, yeah, that's pretty unique. Yes. <clears throat> So let's transition into, I cannot remember a time where you weren't involved with the SDSIC. So, so here's the, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, so my first SDS conference was, um, 2015 in New Orleans. Oh, okay. And, right. and we brought quite an entourage. Um, in fact, uh, some members at Idle Power, some employees were part of the, some of the original discussions that created the SDS, Colleen Ramsey and, yes. uh, and uh, maybe Aaron Kircher, and probably dropping the wrong names. Yeah, I remember talking with Aaron, yeah, for sure. And uh, so they were there in the beginning, I think. In, a, in 2015, we did a pilot uh, for the SDS tools an inventor mm -hmm. and those sorts of things. And then that's when the substation group reached out to us as support and invited uh, me and my boss at the time, Cody Ecker to join and then kind of watch the, be engaged and, and help analyze or understand how the SDS would help us. And so that's what got us started. Wow. What's well, so big shout out to you. Uh... To Aaron and Cody, for sure, man. They were uh, instrumental there in the early days, for sure. I haven't seen Aaron in a while now. Um, yeah, he's still there. They're working on uh, some pretty exciting projects uh, up there. So he isn't really engaged in the consortium, but he's doing some fun stuff hmm. that uh, still yeah. super involved, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you guys have a great team there, for sure. It's always been uh, 
always been interesting to see what comes out and talking with Aaron, a lot of the early stuff he was doing was, uh, yeah, bleeding edge. Yes, bleeding edge. <laughs> I like that. Yes, bleeding edge. Okay, so New Orleans was the first one, and you ran the technology committee for quite a few years, it felt like. So, yeah, so we had uh, Bob Stoves was the uh, committee chair, and I think he was the first uh, committee chair, Bob Stoves, with the Southern Company. Okay. And so I was um, just participating for the first year or two. Um, mm. And then he was in need of the co-chair. Ah. And so uh, eventually I caved and I said, all right, I'll, I'll help you out there. And I think I was just co-chair for about a year before he uh, uh, moved on. And he, you know, he gave me that bait and switch. He talked me into being the co-chair, and before long, I was the chair. And I think I, I might have chaired that for four or five years. Yeah. Um, and then Crystal, uh, from oh yeah, Hydro, right, uh, stepped up to help me out as the co-chair. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I remember that. I remember Crystal doing that with you for yeah, at least two years. Yep. Yep. She was super helpful. And uh, she joined us, I think, after Alexandria's, the face-to-face in Alexandria. She kept started helping me out. So that was great to have yeah. someone from, because she did some pretty cool stuff with Vault back in the day. Right. It had a lot to offer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys really, you grew that group and came up with a lot of like standards, documents. We got it quite a few uh, recorded videos from some of the monthly calls. You ended up with a pretty, pretty big engagement for that group. You know, back then, uh, there's just so many things going on at once between um, licensing changes with the vendors and um, the cloud was starting to come into play. And, and, and I know you mm-hmm. were working on the white papers on you know, it's all the cybersecurity stuff. And there was just so many things going on yeah. uh, cyber-wise that impacted uh, <laughs> those of us in the background just trying to, I used to joke around. It's like, you know, that's technology team. We're in the background giving you all those, making it safe for you to use those tools. But it's, mm-hmm. it's the folks in uh, the other groups that get to do all the cool stuff you can show on, on a screen. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we got to wrestle with servers and hardware. <laughs> what do you have to show for your st- a headache? <laughs> <laughs> I got a headache. That's it. Well, I remember the like 2016, 17, well, even 18, it was any mention of the cloud and people just shut down. Like we, we couldn't talk about putting things out in the cloud. It was <laughs> a much bigger issue. Yes, and there were some high-profile mistakes that had been made with some, mm-hmm. you know, in the cloud or with data or those sorts of things. And and I think we spent a lot of time in those days, you know, pre-pandemic. People weren't as proficient with Teams and Zoom and all those things to work mm-hmm. and collaborate remotely and and utilities. Uh, I think one of the the biggest challenges we had was just utilities working with outside consultants and sharing hmm. design files back and forth in a, in a secure way that regulators uh, would approve those sorts of things just so we mm-hmm. can get, get work done. 
Right. And uh, but you're right. Then if you ever said the word cloud out loud, you know, mm -hmm. I get escorted <laughs> out of the room. One, well, you know, massive difference doing support or CAD support for remote folks, right? I mean, you can't walk over to their desk and, you know, say, here, let me sit down. Let me, let me take control here for a second, right? Trying to do it all remotely was a real game changer with the pandemic. Yes. And, and uh, the ability or the, yeah, the cost for hardware, you know, for some things we need to do was hmm. so different. That, that seemed like we spent a lot of time on that. It's just finding the right specs and the like. And that's what the technology team spent a lot of time on it, just helping people get the right tools so that they can run their software. Yeah. Try to yeah. get, get things done. My, I always felt bad for the folks that were sent home to work and they had a, you know, just one speed higher than dial up. They had to download their 10 gigabyte files to work on on CAD. <laughs> I mean, torture. Yes. And, and, you know, a lot of the vendors assume that we all have high-speed internet everywhere we go, but, right. you know, a lot of us don't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Any remote area. I mean, you know, I'm located in Canada. We got tons of remote areas where you won't get that kind of high speed. So it's, uh, yeah, pretty tough on a lot of folks. So, hey, let's, uh, let's change focus here and talk a little bit about the chairs and co-chairs and all the different people that are, have been involved over the years. You just mentioned a few and, you know, one of the changes that you guys made, you know, yourself and Audrey really now running the whole consortium being the charter change you made to bring in co-chairs from engineering firms. And, you know, that's been such a huge advantage in trying to help, you know, find, find more folks to take those seats and not put it all on, you know, utility folks and utility employee members of the SCSIC. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to touch base on that myself. Is it's just it's been impressive to me that everyone has really understood um, the original vision from before my time that that you really wanted uh, yourself and you know, David Milks and all those others that really had that vision in the beginning that utility driven, you yeah. know, util utility problems to solve and and you weren't you know, we weren't competing against each other and, and we're trying to share uh, information and, and help each other. And so it's been impressive that the charter has constantly evolved over the 10 years right. to accept changes in the industry and, and what the consulting firms have to offer and our software partners and and that it grew to be even more I guess more software vendors to help us and more contractors with specialties that are more proven and all those things just help the utilities out and the fact that we've been able to evolve the charter to support that and to allow uh, other people besides utility members be co-chairs mm -hmm. and it's pretty humbling, really, to see just how many people are involved and how many have been in chairs and co-chairs and, and uh, added so much value to the organization and grown. And all those things that we worried about of uh, conflict or selling and, and too much sales pitch, all those sorts of things that 
yeah. of concern haven't really happened. I mean, right. there's a little of that in just everyone's been so professional. Today, I know people from so many different companies across the U.S. and Canada and in uh, mm-hmm. names I can pick up the phone and call if, right. uh, if I have an issue and or to bounce ideas off of and, and uh, far beyond just my utility counterparts, but just mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, and you think the, you know, the engineering firms are, you know, I mean, they're obviously competing for services and things, but they've been absolutely incredible over the years. We've never never had any conflict or any issues going on. They've been super professional, focused on solutions and ideas and concepts. And well, as I know personally, it was they brought a lot of requests for software functionality. You know, they they work with multiple utilities, right? They had a different perspective, I would say. So it's awesome to have them more involved now with co-chair positions. Oh, yes, absolutely. And fun to kind of look at some of the, uh, not just co-chairs and chairs, but just utility members that have started off at a utility or a consulting firm and, and kind of moved around as they grew in their careers. Yeah, right. And learned mm-hmm. even more things that supported the consortium and take that stuff back to their organization. It's been a great proving ground for so many people. Yeah, careers so true. And yeah. self-satisfaction and those sorts of things. No, and you had a great point that, you know, you meet people at the face-to-face, you know, the pandemic, we took a hit, but having the, the face-to-face meeting, actually, you know, meeting with somebody and getting to know them a little bit, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to send them an email or, you know, call them up and, you know, ask for advice or maybe how they're solving something that you remember them talking about at the consortium. It's a lot easier after you've met someone face-to-face. Absolutely. It's a pretty common theme. I think pretty much everybody that I've talked to so far on the podcast has brought up the fact that we're mostly introverts on the, in the, in the engineering. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Um, most, it seems like most of the co-chairs and chairs, we kind of start off reluctantly. You know, everyone wants to, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll do anything you need, but don't make me uh, get in front of a, audience of any kind like you said I said traverts and and it's been so good for so many of us that actually did it um, Mm -hmm. to get over some of those fears and get more comfortable sharing ideas and coordinating with other people and and you can see a lot of that personal growth uh, for folks we've known for four or five years that have been engaged yeah so So, yeah look at yourself Audrey uh, Jeremy Morton, I mean, Josh Clark. I mean, you see folks that really didn't want to get up there in the beginning. And I think you mentioned it last time we were on the leadership call. Jeremy's one of the only folks that doesn't need a microphone now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that's, and it, it is that kind of, uh, you know, I don't even know, as you said, kind of humbling. I don't know how it survived for so long because we started as such a small group and the idea was always to keep it as a, you know, a kind of a TED talk, uh, but, you know, less formal than an IEEE meeting and, you know, making no bad ideas, you know, lots of kind of easy go lucky, you know, panel discussions and 
round tables and it just it keeps going that way even though we're going to be probably near 300 people at this face to face it's it's definitely kept it somehow yeah absolutely and that you know we say it often that this is a safe place for mm -hmm. people to try to learn to you know to lead a group or uh, take on a, a project or a uh, write a white paper or a best practice and those sorts of things. And, right. And, and it truly is. You're not mm -hmm. going to get anybody uh, overly critique you. You're going to get a lot of folks that kind of thank you and encourage you and and uh, and help you get back up there and continue to improve. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, there's a lot of support and even the, you know, the monthly calls that everybody's been talking about for the committees, right? And just keeping those discussions open and, you know, a lot of times nobody wants to ask a question, but it's pretty open. There's not really, not really anybody jumping on anybody, you know, saying, uh, you know, hey, we already answered that or, you know, <laughs> it's a very open conversation, just trying to figure out solutions and kind of shout outs to folks to see, has anybody solve this problem already exactly and to me i always refer to the you know the consortium as kind of part of my therapy and, <laughs> and i say it jokingly but it is true and sometimes i'll you just kind of to hear that that other utilities or or companies are in the same kind of place they're struggling with the same sorts of problems they they have the same sort of constraints with regulators or, or IT or cybersecurity. Those are all real mm -hmm. things they have to be concerned about to, to solve and still get design work done. And, and right. we all think that we're the, the least proficient or the least technical. Everyone's got to be further along than us. And, right. and then you, you get to work in these groups and you find out, hey, we're doing some stuff good too. Yeah. And something we're proud of and like to share. And you also, uh, your neighbor sitting next to you is, is doing the same thing. And so you learn mm -hmm. uh, from each other and, and uh, you find out that you're more advanced or you're more progressive than you think. And you have lots to offer. And so I encourage everybody to appreciate that everyone um, has something to offer to this organization for sure. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. And it's been, uh, it's been a pretty common theme, right? We show up at the conference, even, you know, for someone like myself, you can go meet a customer and yeah, you know, they'll show you something like, you know, you'll think this is goofy, but here's the script I made for inventor and here's what it does. And I go, uh, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not goofy at all. <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of the more common, uh, comments you might hear in the hallway, uh, uh conference would be, uh, Hey, can I get a copy of that? Yeah. Can you send, can you send that to me? <laughs> that's right. Can I get a copy of that for me? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, especially around some of the vault stuff, right? It's been, been a pretty common theme. Absolutely. Well, Mark, I just want to say, like, while you're on and, uh, you know, the amount of work you guys did, you and Audrey, you know, behind the scenes, um, you know, the pandemic really threw us for a loop. I think we were, we were all set to go down to Dominion in Virginia. We had the venue picked. We were already collecting conference fees and getting sponsors. And then boom, we had to cancel the whole thing. And boy, did we scramble. 
It started yeah. a it started a huge amount of work for the leadership team. Yeah, that was another thing. It's just the resilience of the organization to kind of pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we did, we definitely didn't want to lose any momentum. We didn't want to. We did so much planning, and people had already you know had ideas for uh, courses and those sorts of things. And you know, we, mm. I'm glad that we were able to put together that virtual conference and, and keep the momentum going. And we thought that would be to just get through that one year. Right. Yeah. And it kept going and going and going. <laughs> and not just that. Uh, and then we thought maybe we, we have another face to face that next spring and then no. And then it was when it's just a constant fighting scale through the whole pandemic and when people, even if we could do it, can people travel yet? And yeah, and well, do people have it in their budget yet? And all those sorts of things. And it took a while to get through that. And the fact that uh, you and Audrey could continue to uh, adjust. And we tried so many different things. You know, some one year mm-hmm. we couldn't use uh, Teams or Zoom, or <laughs> everybody seemed to be not allowed to have something, and, and yeah. constantly trying to figure out what kind of virtual tools would work for everybody as best as we could. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, you know, I mean, you're, you sell yourself short. I don't think a lot of folks know uh, just how much time that you yourself spends with me and Audrey and yeah, you and I doing the website, the database things we did, the video editing after all those pandemic virtual conferences, we had a lot of you know, dead air to remove from a lot, of, a lot of videos. There's a lot of work that goes on in your personal time, and you know, you and I spent nights and weekends doing stuff like that. That, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm really happy we were able to keep things moving. You know, and which I think we did that in such a way that that now we learned so much on, like everybody, the whole pandemic just working remotely and everyone understands how to run a, a team's meeting now. And uh, everyone right. has the equipment they need. I mean, how many times do we folks, well, I can listen, but I can't, I don't have a speaker on my desktop or I don't right. have a microphone or I don't have, you know, all the things that we struggled through that first few. And, uh, and now with the pandemic semi over, mostly over, we think. Yeah. Um, we learned so much there that we continue to have those skills, you know, going forward. And well, and I think of the, you know, it's kind of like at the beginning, you know, the first, like the first virtual meeting, you know, we, everyone was trying to get their cameras on and, you know, they had a bunch of backgrounds. Everyone was kind of having fun with it, you know, trying to make it creative. And like two years in, it's like, get on a meeting and ah, we don't need cameras. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Right. We don't, no, I'm not combing my hair today. I'm not turning that camera on. <laughs> That's right. That got goofy. It was a, it was a strange time, you know, where you're talking to someone and trying to look at the camera and they're not looking you in the eye. They're, you know, they're trying to read something or do a presentation. It was a very awkward time for everybody. It's great now that we're doing face to face. Had we not kept, uh, like you said, the momentum going on and didn't, maintain those those two virtual conferences a year yeah um it just felt like that first one in the fall of last year we just kind of hit the ground running like 
like there wasn't that break almost. Um, there was so much energy and so much excitement to get back together and and mm-hmm. and we had such great uh, presentations and uh, it just felt like it like there wasn't that break, you know. And we yeah. still had just having heard everyone's voice and and seen them on those those virtual conferences and our monthly meetings. It just right. it, it tied it all kind of back together. I thought. Um, mm, yeah. 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 It's so true. We just hit the ground running, but I think a lot of folks, uh, you're absolutely right. A lot of folks were really excited to see people face to face after all those zoom meetings and calls. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and for me, it's just exciting to kind of sit around or join the hallway or, or, uh, at dinner and and listen to the excitement of especially people new or their first the first consortium or their new designers or just getting engaged and that sort of stuff and yeah and they were just so energized and and talking about what they could be could have would have shoulda and what's next and and uh and which is a big part of what this is about is to kind of breathe energy and excitement into changing design practices and using their tools and doing things better and right. um, make making the job of doing design work more fun i think yeah yeah that's true well and i mean you've been involved so long now um and you know running the committee for such a long period and now the co-chair and all the work that you do you know what what would be your advice for some new folks coming in and maybe listening to this podcast and then they're going to head to nashville for the first time well, definitely make make it to every monthly meeting you can. And I would already give advice to a newbie is to uh, offer to do a, a presentation for your monthly meeting. Offer to mm-hmm. show something that you do that you think can help everybody else and kind of break the ice on sharing. And, and also, if you're a mechanical, you know, an inventor user, maybe sit through some of the other committee meetings and if you can and see what problems the uh the electoral committee is dealing with or civil and it because we're finding that over time that they're all kind of related you know the more you know mm-hmm. what speak a little bit of the other language and you know what i'm leading up to is yeah get involved so that someday you'll become the co-chair and eventually <laughs> a chair and no, that was great, but that's uh, terrific advice because I, you know, I kind of forgot about that. There would be folks coming in that would be, you know, from the physical design side, and you know, they show up in electrical meetings, and and sure enough, you're like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah, I could actually give you more data for that you know, if if you need that from the physical side, and vice versa. You know, the electrical guys are, you know, they end up talking to somebody doing inventor and the physical side and they would say you know hey i could you know pass you this data we could put it in vault and you can grab it you know there's just all these conversations that happen and just entering a couple of different meetings you know and especially if if you start talking about the data management and vault and that what the technology team deals with and yeah. and this is where you know it people are people too nice. trevor you nice. wanted me to you wanted me to say it man i'm gonna I'll get t-shirts made now <laughs> <laughs> now we can get the t-shirts made. Um, but yeah, it's, 
we've had a couple shared meetings in the past where we've um, kind of brought either electrical or, or uh, inventor together with some vault people. And sure enough, there's mm-hmm. like you just said, it's like, wait a minute, we can store that there or we can share that with this other disciplines. Um, mm-hmm. So much to do in, in that space. Yeah. yeah, get get involved in little bites and and volunteer to be a, a chair or co-chair or, or help them out. You know, mm-hmm. If you see a, if you see a, a chair that's kind of overwhelmed because they're trying to do the schedule and maybe do a presentation and do those sorts of things, uh, uh, right? I would suggest reach out and and offer to to take on one of those monthly meetings for them. Yeah. That's the more more of us that do that, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all volunteers, right? Nonprofit. Nobody's making money from this. We're all putting in extra time, and you know, and you come away with a bunch of help and a bunch of other assistance, and maybe you can get a copy of something that'll help you. <laughs> so it's exactly you know, all for the better. I love the advice of do a presentation, right? Because on the monthly call, you you don't have to get up in front of the crowd. You can just do it in front of your computer or just another Zoom meeting, and you know, you share. You get the ability to share your your CAD system, if you want to open a project and walk someone through how you did it or what you did. And a lot of times, you know, somebody mentioned on the podcast last time was just show and tell is fine. You don't need to come on and, you know, be an expert at something. You just, just show and tell Show us what you do. You know, I think there can be a misconception that, you know, people use these software tools um, and drafting in general that, you know, the software does the work. I mean, that's that's what people will say. Right. Um, but that's not really true. I mean, it's just a tool, mm-hmm. right? And designers and drafters and engineers uh, can be so creative, uh, just like you would any other discipline where you've you got all those tools in your toolbox and, and no new two mechanics, you know, <laughs> do it the same way. <laughs> Yeah. And you just learn from each other. And, and I think software and, and these design workflows, that is true. There's so many people think of some ingenious ways to use software tools that as they were never intended. Mm-hmm. And, and you've, been, you've been in the room where, where a, a software provider was surprised that their software could do something. Yeah. How'd you do that? Yeah, shocked. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and so I think it's, uh, that show and tell kind of hit that creativity button, I think, on folks. Yeah, brilliant. Yep, so true. Well, and it's pretty, I think it's been highlighted with chat GPT and all the AI stuff now. I mean, you can, you know, you get five people to use the AI and have a conversation with the chat bot and you get five completely different responses and things. And depending on the creativity of the question, <laughs> <laughs> you get a very different response, right? So it's, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's a very good point. And it, it, you're right. As a software vendor myself, we used to. That's one of my joys of going to these presentations is just seeing how some folks have creatively used solutions, and we leave thinking, "Wow, <laughs> I never thought of doing it that way." Um, yes, and and that's kind of. I appreciate that people like to work remote and those sorts of things, but I still enjoy going to the office and 
in walking through the design groups that are, and they kind of hold me accountable. Can you can you do something for me to improve this this process that's kind of new? And I that's one of the satisfactions of my job is helping them take a few clicks out here and there, and hmm. um, so people can concentrate more on the design and less on the the drafting sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's true when you're when you're walking the halls, right? It kind of sparks a memory and say, "Oh, I'm supposed to ask Mark about something." Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's I been know, the lonely part of the pandemic. Yeah, I know we're all introverts, but I I think there's some a few secret extroverts, but it, it, it kind of comes and goes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, well, definitely a different worker from home because my dog stares at me all day. I have no idea what he wants. Just, just looking at me. <laughs> well, that's great, Mark. Hey, so before we close everything out, man, I'd like to, I always like to ask, so what, what do you get out of the SDSIC? Uh, well, Trevor, thanks for uh, asking that question. You know, we did a pilot in 2015 and, and we learned so much um, about intelligent design and where we were at as a company at the time. Hmm. Uh, we didn't adopt that at the time, but we, we learned kind of some things we needed to do and we've done those. We've, we've updated our standards and naming conventions and, and a lot of things. So to prepare us for the future to take advantage of this. And, and the company, I appreciate, let me stay involved and just kind of pay attention to the consortium yeah and and what it brought to the table and and i'll i've learned so much from the other utilities and and some of the questions people are asking that that helped me bring those questions back to to my job so it's helped me so much in my personal career growth i feel like i got so much more out of it than i put in and hmm. i think most people would think that but just that you go to these things or you talk to um, your counterparts and you find out that that um, you're on the right track or maybe you're on you're not on the right track but you can okay. save yourself making mistakes others have made you know we all want to make our own mistakes not ones that everyone's already done for us <laughs> right? right so so i think it's been uh, great for me to to just stay energized and hmm. and and like I said earlier, just be in the hallway and listen to the excitement of other folks and what they're doing, and and it keeps me, I think, motivated and energized when I back solve mm -hmm. problems for my company. Right, because it's you know you get so so busy in your own job and all the stress is there, and it helps when you get back and and talk to these kind of people that are still so excited about being in design and and yeah. solving problems and, and doing cool stuff. Lots of people out there doing cool stuff. And, uh, but I appreciate that being a member of the consortium has allowed me to meet so many interesting, smart people that really cared about moving our industry forward. Yeah, that's great, man. It's so good to hear. And that's true. I mean, it, you know, we're at a point with 
at least on the technology side, and well, I'd say everything, maybe the workload, it's just so much going on in the world now. And it, it's, you mentioned before at AutoCAD, all we had to learn was DOS. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd put everything on a floppy or a server. But now there's so much going on. It's too hard to, to do your job and keep up with all of the changes, all of the things coming out. So it's so much better to get on a monthly call. And as a community, we, everyone, if everybody is share the information they're finding and make it a hell of a lot quicker for all of us. And yeah, get a lot Absolutely. more. And you know, you, you think about, you know, the analogy of, you know, learning to read, you know, first they spend so much time teaching their kids to read until they reach the point that now they read to learn. Yeah, uh, right. I, you know, I feel like that's the way the, these software tools are. We're, they've, they've grown so much and improved and we have so many good workflows and best practices now that, that these tools are becoming, now it's to solve the problems and do the work. I mean, there's so many people now that know how to do these things and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're past the learning to read part. You know, now we're putting it all together and reading to learn, I should say. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I love it. Well, Mark, I, I really appreciate your time. I'm glad we were finally <laughs> able to get here. <laughs> I think it's great for everyone to know what goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, we, we appreciate you. I appreciate you. All the work you do as a co-chair now and all the years you've been helping with everything from the website to video editing to leadership decisions. It's been absolutely amazing to have you with us and support us. And big shout out to Idaho Power, your your leadership, your management team for allowing us to have access to you and answering emails and doing everything that you do, man. We really appreciate you. Well, thank you. And uh, I appreciate that. It's been a great talk. And uh, I encourage anyone else to uh, uh, listen to all these other podcasts you've put together. Great conversations. Yeah, awesome, Mark. Yeah. Anybody uh, anybody bumps into Mark down in Nashville, just remember to say thanks and uh, at least come by and say hi. Absolutely. Thanks again. All right. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thank you for listening to the Power Up Podcast today. If you enjoyed this conversation and you're not yet a member of the SDSIC, join for free at sdsconsortium.com. Be part of the community and all these great conversations. And maybe you'll be the next guest on the Power Up Podcast. <laughs>